I'm DM Sarah, and you are listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk podcast. This week, Morris, Peter, and Jessica talk about the big D&D Direct announcements and the information that's come out in the aftermath. In the news, an apology and replacement coming for error-filled Dark Souls RPG book, a new source book for The Expanse, a new adventure for Shadowrun, a new ancient Roman Cthulhu game from Odiphius, and more. Plus, our favorite game in all the world and a brand new sketch about the importance of a good codename. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week's podcast is sponsored by his glorious draconic majesty, Cordis, the almighty, the ever-living flame, destroyer of life, scourge of the northern reaches and the southern reaches and the reaches in between, burner of the unburnt and killer of bunnies. Did, did I read that right? All the tabletop role-play news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial Tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk I am Russ, a.k.a. Morris, or Morris, a.k.a. Russ And with me this week is... Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers, Russ has ever. It is a complete delight to be here. And joining us again in her continuing campaign for global world domination, it is the one, the only, it's... It's me, Jessica Hancock from EM Publishing. Yeah, she's so, she's so busy, she hasn't even had time to talk to me all week. No, I haven't. I know. At least that's what she's telling you. And yeah. that's how she's taking right. hey, hey, Jess, hey, Jess, can we have yeah. a meeting? And talk? No, I'm busy. No, got stuff. No, too busy. Well, in no. fairness, I was like, yeah, I can do it any time today except four o'clock. And you're like, well, I wanted to do four o'clock. And I'm like, well, I'm chatting to Sarah Bravehogel at that time. So what do you want? <laughs> and she is far more interesting than you. So. Oh, that's legit. Rude. But true. <laughs> Harsh but fair. <laughs> but yeah, no, been, have been busy this week. Had lots of meetings and getting stuff ready um, for the Starcross Seaway, which is launching next week. Mm, um, exciting. On Tuesday the 26th. Uh, and we did a live stream last night. Um, so I was live yeah. streaming at 8 p.m., the EM Publishing Month. That live stream was awesome. I really, really enjoyed that one. It was really good fun, yeah. And it's, it's archived mm. online. So if you want to have a look, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash EM Publishing and you can catch up there if you want to watch that. You, you, think, you think it's archived online. That's not actually how it works. Is it? What actually happens if you go online and try to watch it? Jess has to rush back, jump mm-hmm. into the studio, and redo yeah. it live while you watch. And assemble every the cast time, every that I time. interviewed. Anybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah uh, it's hard work, but someone's got to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and then afterwards we had our session zero for the campaign just to go through because everyone's mm. been chatting. We've got a, a Discord for the cast where they've been collaborating and doing stuff, but this was like mm-hmm. in person to kind of finalize everything and go through all the Ooh. safety mechanics and agree some you know topics and themes and stuff so i'm really looking forward to it it's very exciting yeah i'm really excited too anyway we got we got a whole bunch of stuff to get through this week we do God, yes. so much stuff but let's start with our awfully cheerful question yes what the awfully cheerful question yes the person who uh who sent in this week's awfully cheerful question will be getting a copy of the awfully uh. cheerful engine soft cover through the post Ooh. through the magic of the post because we all know we all know that the uh, global posting system does work by a magic yes there's no other possible way that could work i don't understand how it could yeah yeah okay yeah Uh, talking of awfully cheerful i got my omnibus edition hardcover 
this morning. Yes. That looks like gorgeous. the best comic book that I could possibly want to read. Lovely digest-sized hardcover, 300-odd pages. I, I mean, Russ is holding up a A4 size role-playing game. Oh, it's not A4 book. size, it, it's digest size. It looks big in the... In the camera. Okay, re, re, it turns out this is actually a lot smaller yes, than I'm actually only seven inches tall. <laughs> the, 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 book, the book's digest size, but yeah, it, it, it looks amazing. It's hardcover, it's got that amazing four colour look. It's got robots, it's got women with purple hair, it's got a dinosaur on the front. It is fantastic. This week's awfully cheerful question is from Inferno Ian. In, in, Infern- Inferno Ian. Inferno Ian, yes, Inferno Ian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I know how to pronounce words even when I don't see them. What a gift. That's what you're Well, I'm blessed to be in this company. Blessed, I yeah. say. Inferno oh. Ian. <laughs> Who would like to know? Yes. Mm-hmm. If you could reinvent any standard class from Dungeons and Dragons, any edition, yeah. what would you choose and how would you change it? Which is an interesting cool. question, because I think that's exactly what we did. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like, I'm, I'm sat here looking at my copy of uh, yeah. Level Up Advanced yeah, I, Edition. I think, I think what I would do is uh, I would publish a, a complete overhaul of the entire yeah. uh, 5e core rules, including every single class. Yeah. Um, so let's ignore the fact, let's pretend we haven't done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? And you do have to pick one from the, from the 5e core rules. I know mm-hmm. what mine is. Mine right. is, and this is because basically this is what I, my, where my fingerprints are in, in, in level up. So expanding the monk mm-hmm. to, to a broader range of character types mm-hmm. by calling mm-hmm. it the adept and making yep. it a much broader sort of unarmed combat kind of range of, yes, range of classes rather than just a sort of Eastern themed martial artist. Yeah. So okay. that would be mine, mm-hmm. which I did. But I, I mean, I didn't actually write it myself, I commissioned it. I can't yeah. take you got, credit. You got, you, got some, you, <laughs> yeah. you got someone to do the hard work for you, and that, yeah, that's take, way I forward. I can't take the credit for the actual writing, but I can for the idea. But what about mm-hmm. you guys? Oh, that's a tricky one. Yeah. Um, you're flummoxed. Yeah, because oh. I just keep thinking about Level Up Advanced 5th Edition, and I'm like, well, I'll just do that. <laughs> and that's not really an acceptable answer for well, this Well, it question. is. That's what we just did. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll say that then. I'll just do Level Up Advanced 5th Edition, pretty much. Why not? Mm. I think I would probably say the sorcerer. You're right. What would you do to it? Make it weirder. Weirder? And more exciting. In what and way? Like, what, what, it, it's just like, yeah. How it, would you make it weirder? Well, it's like it just probably increase the dependency on sorcery points, I feel. And I don't know. I'm not very good at this sort of thing. If someone says I want to, do, if someone says I want to do X and Y, so someone literally said, right? Mm-hmm. One of my players wants to use a bear trap on a bit of string, has a melee weapon, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's really easy. Here are the stats for it, mm-hmm. including what happens on the fumble, right? Mm-hmm. But if someone says invent a thing wholesale, I don't know. I that's not how my brain works. I Sorry, see. but like I don't know. It's like I feel they, they their, their magic comes entirely innately. It's, and I don't feel that it's like it's part of who they are. And I don't feel the mechanics I've read for it support that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like that. So it's like, yeah, the, the advanced edition sorcerer is pretty good. Mm. Like, yeah, it's not bad, but I don't feel it's weird enough. But uh, you should make it too weird. And are you still playing Dungeons and Dragons? The writer of the sorcerer, which was, I believe, Cassandra, wrote yes. the level up sorcerer originally had a much weirder version, 
which we mm. didn't go with in the end, but I'm sure she still has it. Yes. And I'm sure that was going to emerge somewhere at some, in some the manner. Gate yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure, or, or whether she was going to do it herself or something. I can't remember. But yeah, yeah. That, well, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you probably can see it. It's probably still on the old Level Up Drive with all the old okay. manuscripts yeah. and things. It's probably there. Like old Richards, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't, maybe, no, it didn't go right in a playtest. But anyway, that's, that's, that's no. our answer to the question to, uh, Inferno Ian, who's going to get yeah. a copy of Awfully Cheerful Engine, issue one, soft cover, book, Woo! comic book sized book. Um, if you do want your question featured, just send us a question on Twitter, hashtag yes. Awfully Cheerful Question, or email us at morrispodcast at gmail.com. And if you choose your question, you'll get sent a copy of the book. Free copy of the book. Through the post, but, the magic of the but, post. But Russ, what if you already have the Awfully Cheerful Engine? And you, you still want to ask a question. Then you'll have two, I guess. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can send it to a different address and give it to a friend, You can I give guess. it to a friend. So or you, or yeah. perhaps you can have a different issue if you haven't got all of the issues. Yes, ah. there's multiple issues. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, just a quick reminder. This yeah. is episode number 197. Mm-hmm. What? Which means episode number 200, which we are going to be live streaming. Live streaming? May the 13th, I think, was the date. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah. May yep. the 13th, um, probably in the evening our time, I think, but we're not 100% mm. sure yet. We'll have mm. more details closer to the time. But keep keep a date in your diary, everybody, because we are going to be live streaming. Live streaming. An episode of this show. And you're going to see just how bad it really is. I mean, you probably think it's bad anyway, but it's worse than you think. Flawless perfection is what this show is, I'll have you know. Mm. Or at least my parts of it. Or or the exact opposite of that, whatever that is. Well, we've got to allow your part as well. Yeah, I may have to take the reins on that one and for the live stream to keep it on topic, just Mm. to maybe... I will Interesting. This podcast podcast has never worked like that. Okay, fine. (laughs) Possibly you need some sort of like little flag or something you can hold up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Anyway. You could be the GM for the evening. That is basically what GMing is like. You've got a bunch of people talking about random stuff. Occasionally like, perhaps we should talk about what we're here to talk about the event. Well, anyway, talking talking (laughs) about that, we're 20 minutes into the show and we haven't even touched on any um, RPG news yet. So let's do that. But we have done your awfully cheerful question. We have done your awfully cheerful question. I mean, it's been been pretty quiet. There's there's not much been happening, has there? Nah, nothing. No. No. Oh my okay. goodness, so, folks. so as everyone listening to this almost certainly knows, there were big, yes. big D and D announcements at the D and D direct thing last night. Mm-hmm. As of us yes. recording this, we're going to save that till a little bit later. We'll get to that later. We're going to leave that yes. till last, and we're going to go into that in a lot of detail. But yes. there is other RPG news in the world, yes. which has been somewhat drowned out by that, and we're going to cover that now. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah. What's and been happening in the non D and D parts of the world? Well, this is actually what I'm about to tell you is actually a bit of D and D use, but it's not. Ooh. It's not related to last, yesterday's <laughs> announcements. <laughs> so there was a um, Hasbro earnings call or Hasbro okay. shareholder okay. conference call mm-hmm. for quarter one um, okay. recently, and basically you you can tend to get little bits of information from these because these are public and available. You can you know you can get you can get. Yeah. If you want to dive into it, you can get the whole thing. But basically, um, the big thing was they talked a little bit about how mm. Magic the Gathering has a universes beyond program. Right, yeah. In yeah. which things like Walking Dead and Lord of the Rings and mm. um, other things. Loads of things. I mean, a whole bunch yeah. of stuff. It's sort of brought, okay, yeah. brought into Magic the Gathering. 
Right, so you, uh, you can play Walking. The Walking Dead has a Magic the Gathering style card. Game. That was in 2019, I think. Walking Dead was like the first one. Good lord! But there's been there's been okay. quite a few of them. There's been quite a few of them. There's been a whole bunch. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but um, in this earnings call, they they referenced that and how they're con- going to continue doing that with Magic the Gathering. But they also said they see potential for that with D and D. So the thought is that they can bring in other IP to D&D, not necessarily their own IP, because, you Mm -hmm. know, the Magic the Gathering stuff, a lot of it isn't their own IP. They don't own Walking Dead. They don't own Lord of the Rings, you know. There's a Warhammer 40k one coming for um, uh, Magic the Gathering. You know, so it's not their own IP a lot of the time. It's external IP, which they Mm -hmm. bring in, they license, I guess, in some way. And they see potential for that, for Mm D&D. And they, because they've just bought D&D Beyond, or they're in the process of doing so, which we mentioned last week, they said mm-hmm. that they kind of see that as the kind of hub via which they'll do all of this. Yeah. Oh, so it'll be all like digital a lot of digital. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of sort of digital and physical tie-ins. Oh. I mean, obviously, this is kind of some way off, but yeah. it's a kind of glimpse into what their plans are. Mm-hmm. I don't know what properties they're considering. I mean, because a lot of lot of the big properties are already licensed out to role playing game pop, um, companies, like Lord of the Rings yeah. is licensed out to Free League, and you know, so mm-hmm. Star Trek is licensed out to Modiphius. I don't know how that yeah. would work. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. of course, Wizards has more money than any of those put together, so maybe they'll just so, yeah, maybe they won't renew the licenses and they'll move to yeah. yeah. Who knows? Right. Would not be a great thing for the indie RPG industry, I don't think. So. Yeah, but it'd be a great thing for the uh, Monopoly RPG powered by 5e D&D, which would be amazing, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. I cannot wait. I, I'm quite looking forward to playing Bridgerton D&D. <laughs> so Green Ronin are going beyond the ring. Um, okay. Could you elaborate on that? <laughs> more con- more so this, context, please. This is a source oh, is this book. Expanse? Source book for the Expanse yes. RPG. Yes, there we go. Yes. Oh, I like that setting. So this is a book that offers details on the Slow Zone, Medina yes. Station, and travel yeah. through the Ring Gates with also information about some of the systems found beyond the gates and tools for game masters to design their own systems. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen further than like seasons one or two of The Expanse. Read the books. Or read anyway, the books. Uh, yeah, that was really amazing because you just said a whole bunch of things and I actually understood what all of them meant. That's, that's, good that's, pre- that's actually pretty novel, i got to say. Surprisingly so. On the- it's nice when that happens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I haven't really seen. I've seen like two seasons of The Expanse. I'm way, way, way behind on it, and I haven't read the books. So all of that mm-hmm. is kind of like, okay, I know sort of what's coming, but I haven't seen or read mm-hmm. any of that stuff. I'm in the same okay. place as well. I need to catch up on that actually because I do like the show. How many seasons are there? Like four, five now? Mm-hmm. Quite a few. Got a lot yeah. to go. I read the books, and I was pretty happy with that. I couldn't get into the series. It was bizarre. I think that's uh, the way sometimes when you read the book, it just uh, nothing can beat your imagination, can it really? Would you like to hear about Cthulhu in the Roman Empire? Yeah. Oh, so last night there was a live stream where new yes. products were announced. Mm. But it wasn't Not by just Wizards EM of Publishing. the Coast, and there wasn't, oh. it wasn't just by EM Publishing, both, both of whom announced stuff on a, a live stream. Right. Website. But mm-hmm. Modifius had one as okay. well. Oh, get out! Amazing. Yes, uh, it probably wasn't the best day to do it. To be honest, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going against the biggest, you've got to be prepared for. We like, announced this months ago. We have a yeah, set I, schedule. I expect, the third expect, Thursday yeah. of every month. I expect so they copied us. 
But yeah, yeah. so anyway, they announced Cohors Cthulhu. Cthulhu, Cthulhu, Cthulhu in the Roman Empire. Nice. Um, so you get to play characters from all over right. the Roman Empire, all over the many different locations of the Roman Empire. For example, you can play yeah. a character from number one, Rome Street, Rome, or you can play a character from like number two, Rome Street. All right, I'll stop. Um, you can play a character from Gaul. You can yeah. play a character from Britannia. North Africa. You yeah. can play a character from number three, Rome Street, Rome. You don't like this joke, do you? Oh, is that true? <laughs> oh. You can play oh, a sorry. character from Egypt. So you can play a character from anywhere in the Roman Empire. Can you play a character from outside the Roman Empire? You can probably play characters from outside the Roman Empire as well. Germanic tribes as well. Yeah, so I guess so. Mm. Um, it looks like it's kind of mainly the fringes of the Roman Empire and you're fighting sort of horrors, cosmic horrors from the Cthulhu Ooh. mythos. Well, I'd like to play a Scythian. Yeah, yeah. So that just look pretty, got a cool name. That does look pretty cool. That does look pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they announced it on a live stream last night, and it was, it was, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was after the Wizards of the Coast one. Hmm. Yeah. But okay. uh, it did get a little lost in the news, but, but it is. So what, what, are they using the Modiphius system, or? Yeah, they're using the 2D20 system. Okay. Um, so it's not quite, I mean, because there has been Weird Wars for Savage Worlds, that's been out for a while. Which doesn't use Cthulhu Mythos, but it has had Weird Wars Rome. So this is set in the same universe as Acton Cthulhu, which is the, which is another Cthulhu yes, line that they yeah. produce mm-hmm. using the 2D20 yeah. system. So it's set in the same world, obviously a different time period. Um, so, yeah, and 2D20 powers, you know, um, Conan yeah. and um, Star Trek and Dune and yeah. all the other stuff. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's the second... Third system for Action Cthulhu, because when I first came across it, it was using the basic role playing system from Chaosium right. and also Savage Worlds, hmm. which were get which were wildly different games, I imagine. Well, yeah. Yes, Modiphius has been playing that, uh, uh, producing that for donkey's years now, a long, long time. Uh, well, it's been out for a while. Yeah, but exciting. Yeah, yeah. Who would like to talk about Dark Souls? Because I Me. feel like I've been doing a lot of talking. So I can talk someone about else Dark can talk. Souls. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I think Peter mentioned it last week that there were some issues with the the print run, so people got their books and there were spelling mistakes, misnamed classes, there have been some yeah. clear copy and paste errors. Mm. In, in the sense of extending a lot of sympathy and like, yeah, yes. there, but for the grace of God go I to the poor people over there, because my days, that's... Oh. That's uh, yeah. I mean, as people that publish books, we are hope. understanding. We've all we anxiety. seen typos <laughs> and issues. It, I mean, it, you know, it yeah. happens. Um, so, mm. as an update on that, so Steamforge have kind of reacted to that. So they've mm-hmm. issued uh, an official apology, mm-hmm. and they've said that they're going to replace the cop- customer copies once they've corrected it and done a new print run. Mm. So, and I think I that's think. really. I mean, that's going to be very expensive for them to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, I think I th- fair I play think they're kind of lucky choice, really. it's only the UK orders that have gone out so far. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. At least. So I think, like, in the US... That'll that, save them in shipping, yeah. Yeah, in the US it's not released until next month, so... Right. Um, but the official statement I've got here is, uh, we at Steamforge Games would like to issue a sincere apology regarding the errors that have come to light in the Dark Souls, uh, the role-playing game. We want to thank the community for all the feedback we received through our customer support channels and online. We are listening to your comments and recognise the importance of the issues that have arisen. We want to make it clear that we take this matter extremely seriously and therefore have decided the best course of action is to order reprint of the book issuing replacement copies to the customers who have already bought or pre-ordered the standard edition and or collection.
collector's edition. Mm. I wonder how big a print run that is. It, yeah, I imagine that's quite a large print run because it's a popular. Mm-hmm. That wasn't title, a Kickstarter, was it? That was just a pre-order. Mm. Is that right? I don't recall that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a Kickstarter. Because so. um, that would make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it was a Kickstarter, we could look and see how many people that was and get a sense. But if it's a pre-order, no. we can't. Um, yeah. But I assume it's still probably a fairly sizable print run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's fair enough. Because, I mean, you know, we're all human beings. We can make mistakes. I don't, no. don't really judge people for their mistakes. I judge them for how they deal with their mistakes. I mm. don't know what more they could do at this point other other no. than saying, I'm sorry, we're going to fix it and send you new copies. Yeah, yeah. I think basically so I think if, they, if, they make really this, good. if they make it right, then, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, we, that's what we can yeah. do, really. So yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a really good uh, really good to hear and uh, fair play to them. And so, yeah, yeah a lot of maybe, respect maybe for those dealing with that. Misprinted, mis- well, not misprinted, but you know what I mean? Those, those um, error-filled ones would end up as uh, like collector's editions or something. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> I maybe I don't know. I yeah. don't know what the collectors yeah. for Dark Souls is, but no. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. So we got the Marvel Multiverse RPG playtest book came out Ooh. this week. Have you got a copy? I have not. Oh, oh no! This is a sorry. sad, sad tale. I did pre-order a yes. copy, but all the yeah. UK pre-orders have slipped by a month no. to May the twentieth. At least oh. the Amazon ones. I, I don't know if that's the same in other stores, but the Amazon, because I, I had pre-ordered a copy. It was supposed to arrive mm-hmm. this week. I was yep. excited, looking forward to it. I saw the Americans mm-hmm. getting theirs and posting pictures of them. And I go, oh, this is great. Can't wait. And then I get an email from Amazon saying that it slipped to May the 20th. So I've got to wait a month now for mine. So I'm very, very Ooh. sad. Sad times, mate. Sad times. It's a shame you didn't know that up front, because then you would have, you know, managed expectations. Well, I think I'm going to cancel the pre-order and okay. maybe buy it from America. I don't know. Ooh. How much do I want it? I don't know. Yeah, shipping will be... It won't be that bad. But, uh, and mm. it's only nine ninety nine. the book. It's not an expensive book. I don't know. I'll think about it. But yeah, I was I was, I was, was disappointed, to say the least. Yes. Because mm. I was looking I forward to that. Um, but there, it is out there. People have been commenting on it. There's like a big survey up on Marvel. Mm. Marvel, it's, it's a weird time to be alive. Marvel has a page on their site dedicated to an RPG with resources and amazing. information about an RPG and the survey and stuff on Marvel's site. It's amazing. But um, so if you have got it, you can play test it and go onto the survey, take the survey there and get whatever resources there are on there. I mean, it is a play test edition. Um, this, mm-hmm. the, from what I can tell, again, not having seen it, mm-hmm. the response has been a bit mixed. I don't okay. know this. But then again, it is a play test. It's kind of what how play tests work. Sometimes you put yeah. stuff in there that you don't think is necessarily going to get a good reception, but you need it play tested, or mm. you know, or or you might put something that's a more extreme version of something you need because you need to push the boundary of it or of the concept or something. So play te- mm. so play tests that you don't like aren't necessarily a bad sign at all. Yeah, I mean sometimes mm. it's you know a process of elimination. They've got to rule. Yeah. They've, got, they've got to rule things out of their inquiries. As it were. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, it was the same when we did level up. There were some things we put out for playtesting that people didn't like, but yeah. you know, then 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 we knew to change those bits. Yeah, but there were some things then, yeah. that we thought people probably won't like this, but let's make sure. Mm-hmm. So mm. we'll put it in there, mm. and if they come back and tell us they didn't like it, then we're like, excellent. That's what we thought. Confirmed. Mm. Good. You know. Yeah. So you know, playtesting goes in both directions. So it is unfortunate when people see playtest material. 
treat it like that's the final material and then write the game off because I think that is an unfortunate mm. side effect of public playtesting. Mm. People assume that the what's come out, that must be the last thing going. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we got a bit of that with Level Up as well and it sounds like mm. Marvel's getting a bit of that with this. But yeah. in the middle of all that, mm. you do get solid feedback and it is worth doing. Yeah. Mm. Hey, so I, d- I did this thing on the World yes. of ENs the other day. Oh, yeah. About a week mm-hmm. ago, actually. I put this big poll up. Took me bloody yeah. ages because I listed every monster in the monster manual. The DD monster. That's a lot manual. of monsters. Quite a lot of monsters. Took me ages. Um, but I did mm. it. Uh, and I just asked people to click on the ones that were their favorite monsters. And yeah. I said, basically, what are your favorite monsters? Now, you can define that how you like. It might be ones that you use a lot. It might be ones that mm. you had a really, really good encounter with. It might be ones that appeal to you thematically. It might be ones, mm. uh, you know, it might be ones that you just like to kill. You know, yeah. whatever. Define your favourite monster, however you like. I listed every single monster. And there are, I don't know how many votes there are in total, but there are thousands Mm. of votes for cast. Many thousands of votes. I voted on it. Um, I didn't, didn't because there wasn't a guinea pig option, so obviously. No, not really monsters, though, are they? Can be. There There are lots of things in the monster manual that you might say are not monsters, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What, like pixies? I think they're monsters. But anyway, yes. so what, what did you vote for, Peter? Just out of curiosity. Oh, um, it says favourite monsters, so things like... I voted for quite a few things, like uh, animated mod, animated objects, uh, Medusa. I do always like a good producer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, that's a, that's a small reference to last night's how game. Does the, how does the song go? At first I was afraid, I was petrified. <laughs> That was me last yeah, yeah. night in our um, in our D and D in our level up game. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it will be fine. Problem is, everyone else the, is the, super the smart. The problem is, I had to spend the entire game because I've been petrified near the beginning of the session. I had to spend the entire game like oh. this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you not have just taken a picture and made it your background? That's, that's what I did. They didn't know. There. They did not know. Oh. I was so clever. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, cool. yeah, I got I got I got petrified by a magician. But anyway, that's by the by. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so thousands and thousands and thousands of people voted. So, I've got the results here. Ooh. So, would you like, let's start uh, at the bottom. Who do people hate? Oh. So, uh, for a long time, there was someone, there was a creature with a zero, with zero votes. <gasps> Who, was Who had zero votes? So, uh, someone ruined it and gave it one vote in the end. But with only one vote, the most, I wouldn't say hated, but definitely the one that was the least people's favourite, only one person <laughs> voted mm-hmm. for this. And that was the Empyrean. The what that? Empyrean. I don't even know what that is. What is that? Is it an angel thing? It is. <laughs> See, that's like people don't even remember it in D&D. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So let me look it up. The name rings bells, but I've never certainly, I've never come across one in the wild, so to speak. Yeah. So they're like the children of deities. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's a type of celestial titan. Unaligned, size huge, CR twenty three. So anyway, that was yeah. the least popular of all monsters. Yeah. Oh, they're huge, and they get legendary actions and resistances as well. Um, oh, AC twenty two, yeah. chunky boys. So they- other, other creatures that didn't get many votes. Okay, mm-hmm. But bear in mind, there's like a lot of people voted on these. So let's have a look. Mm-hmm. So the Azer, which is those sort of fiery dwarf creatures. Oh, seven, yeah, yeah. Seven, only seven votes. Wolves. Blights, only six votes. 
Chules. C H U U L. Chules. Chules. Yep. Seven votes. Oh. oh. Dark mantles. Oh, not much love there. Three no. votes. Oh. But, but they're my favourite murder cloak. Oh, well. oh, that's the cloak. You should have voted for them then. The Galebadur at six votes. The, the dark the dark mantle is like actually I think it's like a like a manta ray but it lives in the undergarment. Oh the so, Magmin yeah. only got two votes. Oh. And the Mero got five. Damn. So they're the ones that people don't like. And the Quagoth also only got five. As did the Satyr. The Satyr? Satyr. That's how okay. Stephen Fry pronounces it. Stephen Fry is always Good right when it comes to pronunciation, it's the Satyr. Um only got oh, five. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Sprite only got five. So what did people actually like? So the ones that people really yeah. liked. So at 85, we've got Beholders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Beholders. Mm-hmm. Uh, 90, we've got Dragons. I mean, that, ma- that makes sense with Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's a classic choice. Yeah. We've Although got it implies that there's a creature with more. Goblins at 62. Ooh. That surprises me. The Lich at 67. Ooh. The Mind Flayer at 91. Yeah, that would have been what I would have voted the for. The dragons, mind flares, beholders, it really is the sort of powerful, iconic creatures that are getting, yeah. all, you know, who are winning mm-hmm. these. But, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, it's quite an interesting, interesting sort of look. I mean, I kind of expected it to look like that, to be fair. I, I expected, yeah. like, the dragons and the beholders and the mind players to be at the top. And I, <laughs> I imagine you would. Death Knight, I thought, would be higher. It was kind of middle of the pack. And the yeah. elementals mm-hmm. were kind of middle of the pack. Giants were kind mm. of middle of the pack, which I thought would be a bit higher. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was an interesting insight, I think. The Lich, yeah, I thought the Lich would be high. So, yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. And uh, Jess, you would have gone for guinea pigs, would you? Yeah. But sadly, they were not included in the Monster Manual. For some reason, Wizards of the Coast saw fit not to include guinea pigs in the Monster Manual. But. Uh, that's, a gr- that's a grievous oversight. I mean, if yeah. only there was some sort of Kickstarter coming out that would um, help. Wait a minute. Why, Peter? So funny. You should mention. Are you talking what? about EM Publishing's Are there uh, guinea pigs in there? They're, well, there let, me tell, let me, let me tell you. Though? Okay, so there is there a specific though? stat, like, creature created that is a guinea pig. However. What you're saying is there are no guinea pigs. No, I'm no, not saying that. There are no, there are no guinea so pigs. So just to bring people into the mix. So God. this is the what, Kickstarter what, campaign, which is called... Um, <laughs> well, there is a weasel in one of the stat blocks. So Weasel yeah. ain't a guinea pig? Yeah, but I, you're not no. letting me finish. So <laughs> yeah. rat, to come back to, come back to it, the Kickstarter campaign <laughs> is called Can We Keep It? Pets for Your 5e Game. Uh, and so we have um, some elemental pets in there, including um, very cute things like a dust bunny uh, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but oh. also, um, it has a set of rules for um, how do when you find an bubble encounter puppy. Pet, I like the bubble puppy. And there's a bubble puppy as well. Yeah. Uh, but there's stats oh, for how cute. you how you can approach and recruit followers and pets, and then also mm. how you manage them in a party using morale. And so there's a rule set for that. So in theory, mm. you can use this rule set for any creature you come across in the game. Can you so know? you can't yes. Can you um, yes, I'm saying yes. <laughs> um, yeah. but can you know? uh, 
Yeah. It's Jess's Kickstarter. <laughs> she knows what's going on, Russ. Yeah, I know what's going on. And you could use... I'm looking um, at the book right now and there is no mention of the word guinea pig anywhere in yes, this book. Yes, no. And that's what I said. But, the word guinea pig isn't yeah. in there. I know. But this yeah. is a role-playing game and that means yes. people are limited only by the confines of their imagination, Russ. Um, and there is a stat block in there for um, if you wanted to purchase and train a weasel. And I imagine Which you could isn't a probably pig. tweak that slightly. It's not a guinea pig, you're correct. So, but I imagine a lot of the... Um, stats in there you could convert easily to make that a probably not pig. to a guinea pig though i, I, probably probably I might do that in my game. Guinea pig. probably not to a guinea pig i don't think but anyway but any animal you kind of kind of want to come edit across, p- there's rules edit for, for how you can do that edit pdf don't do that we only just finished Russ. there are no guinea pigs anyway but i'm just going to ignore us but yeah so it's going to be launching next week on Hmm. tuesday the 26th we've already got like um one of those landing pages so you can click to be notified Uh, a lot of people have which is nice thank you very much I have. And yeah, and then that will be coming out next week and it'll be a 10-day quick starter. So it'll just be up for 10 days and at the end of the 10 days we'll immediately fulfill the PDF. Uh, And then obviously the the physical books will be a little bit longer because we need to ask you for your address and and print them and send them to you. So that'll be a little bit later. But I imagine that will be with you in May. Let's have a look and see if we can find any more news. Yeah, I've got Yeah, You've got more? Did we we talk about... I've got got a Kickstarter coming out. Ooh. Yeah, uh, 10th of May, so it's like a little bit way, way off still. But I think ours will be finished um, by then, won't it? Uh, was it 10 days? 26? What? Four, six. Yeah, ours is yes. launching on the 26th. Yours is on the 10th of May. Ours is 10 days long, so yes. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, I mean... But we will be launching another uh, one halfway through yours. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I expected as much. <laughs> I'll probably be back in that one as well. No, this one is... It's just, it's just a little one. It's for um, how to craft your own feats. For advanced fifth edition, and I suppose also basic fifth edition as well. So yeah, um, nice. does what it says on the tin. It's a lot of tables, but it's just to be able. It's in the same way as you're able to make your own heritages and cultures. Mm-hmm. It's the same way to make your own feats. So, like a, so it's like a if point you want, based thing again. Awesome. It is a point based thing, and I'm sort of kicking myself quite hard. So I'm like, oh, I wish I had thought of this about three months earlier mm. <laughs> and I could have included it in the main book uh, or well not the main book but like my previous book mm-hmm. and then I'd have so now it's now, it's, now we're like because you can because it's still it's compatible with the other one and it's yeah. like so if you've got the first book then well, you'll this really way, like this this way book. you get to do two so, kickstarters so it's even better yeah, yeah well I mean that wasn't my intention it was basically I'm like halfway through working out how to do it and I'm like oh I could have done this before and put it in the first book ah oh. But yeah, I didn't think anyone would be interested in the first one, um, but apparently those people were, so that was really nice. Well, um, you were wrong. I was super wrong, and <laughs> never gladder to have been so. Um, so well, that's how they remain interested one. in the second one. Well, I mean, people have said some really nice things about it. I'm like just quite flattered, really, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I've had some quite cool ideas for another book, which will be slightly different, but mm. I will have to hold on to that one. Yes. But anyway. One thing at a time. Yeah. Let's have some news. Have <gasps> we talked about Shadowrun? We have not talked about Shadowrun. Would you like to talk Let about me, Shadowrun? This is relevant to my about, interests. Yes. Tell us about Shadowrun. Peter, I'm going to specifically tell you about Shadowrun. Don't tell me. Uh, yes, don't tell me. Yeah, no, not for the you listeners. Keep so everyone else, block, so no, no, everyone else you. block curious. Uh, so <laughs> Catalyst Game Labs have released a new yes. campaign book for Shadowrun 6th <gasps> edition. Mm-hmm. It's called The Third Parallel. And it's available now, mm-hmm. so you can get it Mar- now. Um, Mar- so it's a 168-page adventure, takes place in the city okay. of Denver, and features mm-hmm. a collection of 35 interconnected missions. 
Oh, wow. Uh, so I don't know that much about setting, but that is Ooh. happening. Uh, so I thought that yeah. was news. And also in other Shadowrun news, uh, so Paradox Interactive announced the trilogy of Shadowrun video games are coming to consoles. So they'll be available on Xbox, Ooh, PlayStation, and nice. Nintendo Switch. Uh, so that's the Shadowrun Returns, Shadowrun yeah. Dragonfall, and Shadowrun Hong Kong, which I've not played. Yes. Um, yeah. So maybe now is my opportunity. Hmm. It's set in Seattle, Berlin, and of course Hong Kong, respectively. Mm. Uh, I thoroughly recommend. It's it. good having well, Daryl do the news digest because you know he'll never miss any shadow on news. <laughs> and that's important. I don't want to miss a. I don't want to miss a show. Well, the thing is, I don't, I don't follow Shadow and Reeves. Not not deliberately. It just doesn't tend to come across. There's some some things that just don't tend to come across my radar for whatever reason. But no, this is what we have done. But Darren da- awesome. clearly is very much plugged into the Shadow Run community and and keeping us in the Shadow Run. Follows that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent job he's doing too. No, I'd fairly recommend playing the Shadow Run games. Yeah, they're much easier than the role playing tabletop role playing game, and there's lots of great story in them. Mm. Yeah. Right then. Also, not specific news, but my copy of Death in Space arrived this week. As well. oh, very so, nice. Death yeah. in Space. So, of course, it's so when, really when, when, when are you version. running a game? Ooh. Um, well, the next game I'll probably run is going to be Awfully Cheerful Engine at the UK Games Expo at some point. Ooh, get in. Um, nice. But my copy of the Omnibus will be arriving. Along with the Kickstarter backer ones, well, this so one I'll have a look at that. This one, that one, this one. Yes. Well, that you got lovely, you got the first book. one because you've got the the proof, proof. to check that yeah. it's all printed yes. correct, and it is printed correct. Great. So now we'll send out to all the other people, including me. Um, but yeah, Ooh. so that'll probably be the next oh, game that's that I run. So lovely. Thank Getting you that for new book spell. Mm. But I do have a load ah. of books um, that I've been given as well. I also got uh, the One Ring, the role-playing Ooh, that's game book. Because I'm, I'm, nice. speak it, cause I'm not D&D on Monday. We're chatting about the One Ring, so they sent me a copy in advance Ooh. so I could read it, which was very nice of them. Mm. All right. I've got the plans for our assault on the Dusk King's hideout, located in the heart of the Noble District. What about you, friend Rogue? Thank you, Sir Knight. I have arranged our disguises so that we can move about undetected. And you, my ranger colleague, what of your part? Oh yes, I have assigned our code names. Our code names? Yes, indeed. I shall be Orc. Our roguish compatriot shall be known as Fox. And you, Sir Knight, will be called Squirrel. <laughs> Sly like a fox. I like it. Why do I have to be a squirrel? It's just a code name. You pay it no to no mind. Yeah, but but you get to be a, like a, a noble bird of prey soaring through the sky, and and the rogue here is a cunning fox, quick of wit. Squirrel is basically a rat with a bushy tail. It, it's just a name. Besides, squirrels are lovely little creatures. I'm a noble knight of the realm. I am no lovely little creature. I think you're getting a bit hung up on the code names. They have no significance other than to protect our identities. Fine. Then you be squirrel, and I'll be hawk. But I've already made the name badges. Oh, they're laminated and everything. Well, I'll just take your badge. Uh, Wait, why do we have name badges? Oh, it's just in case we forget. Anyway, they're engraved into the disguises our rogue has procured. Mine will not fit you. Well, then we'll just need some more, won't we? I mean, in fact, since we'll be doing the name badges, I think I'm going to upgrade to a majestic eagle. Oh, oh! If, if we're if we're allowed to change, uh, then can I be a slinky panther instead? You know, with sharp teeth, spiky claws. 
what part of it's just a name are you not getting? Well, if it's so unimportant, it shouldn't be any trouble to change it, should it? Yeah, yeah. So we're eagle, panther and uh, squirrel? Well, if you're both changing, maybe I could be something other than a squirrel. Wait a minute. You were just insisting that the name didn't matter. Yeah, it's just a code name, you said. Pay it no need, you said. Oh, yes, but we need some verisimilitude. You're just making this up as you go along. Look, if you're going to be an eagle and you're going to be a panther, I think I shall be a wyvern. A wyvern? That, that's not exactly the same league, is it? Yeah, mate. What you've done is you've escalated, is what you've done. Escalated? Whatever are you talking about? Well, we've gone from noble beasts to fantasy ferocious monsters. Yeah, look. If you're going to be a wyvern, I'm upgrading to a bear owl. This is getting ridiculous. Says you, who went from a squirrel to a wyvern in the blink of an eye. Yeah, you can't have it both ways, you know. Anyway, if you're a wyvern and you're a bear owl, I'm going to be... Ooh, a wraith. Wait, I didn't know the undead were on the table. If that's the case, I'm going to need a rethink. Undead are not on the table. Oh, a bit late now, mate. Can't put the genie back in the bottle. Ooh, genie. Nice, extra planar. I like it. Makes my wife and look a little bit dull by comparison. Oh, here we go again. One minute you all code names don't matter, and the next it's my wife and ain't good enough. Well, that's as maybe, but I think I am going to settle on dragon. A dragon? Yeah, that's really not fair. That's like the top of the food chain. An apex monster, if you will. You started it. No, we did not. Look, let's not bicker. Wraith, genie, dragon is settled. We have a job to do. Right you are. Let's go. We can discuss this on the way. Anyway, a dragon is way better than a genie. It's not. Genies can grow wishes. Ever hear a dragon do that? Well, all, all a wraith can do is float around and wail at things. Okay, I'm in position. Now to try out these magical messaging cups. Taras the Galactus, do you have eyes on Death Star? It's time to play our favourite game. It's time to play the game. Our favourite game in all the world. Guess the Kickstarter from just name. I think it's now time that we played our favourite game in all the world. The game where I read out the name of a Kickstarter and you try and guess what it is from just the name. Okay. So we'll keep this one quite short. Just one each. Oh, okay. Mm. They're quite hard though. Who would like to go first? Go on then. Whose turn is it? Mm, oh, oh, off I'll go. Okay. So, Peter, what Give is... Give me something challenging. SVMP. Mm, it sounds like a chemical that you really don't want to spill on your skin. Um, SVMP. Huh. Not a member SVMP. of <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, if it was SPQR, that would be pretty easy, but um, it's not. So SVMP. Um, it sounds like it is an initial, a set of initials. So that's something. Um, and if it's a set of initials, that probably means it isn't fantasy. It's probably something that is maybe a bit more cyberpunk or maybe a bit more, certainly more technologically inclined. Uh, I think it's like a fu- some sort of futuristic game. Um, SVMP, and again, it invokes for me a sense of like maybe corporatism. So there's maybe some sort of, um, uh, like, you know, uh, 
Ah, oh, come on. Not, not doing well with words today, which is mm. always a big problem when doing a podcast. Yeah. So SVMP, it evokes a sense of bureaucracy and like, uh, yeah. So spaceships, bureaucracy and probably some sort of dystopia. And I don't know what the system would be. Maybe it's traveler or something. Mm. Pass. Yeah. Okay. So that is a very, very, very long way from what it is. Uh, okay. So what this is, this is a Morkborg supplement. Oh. Explore the stinking swamps with new monsters, tables, original artwork, and more. I'm thinking uh, SVMP, and it is not a stylized W or anything. It is SVMP, means swamp, swamp. in some way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's oh. a swamp crawl source book for Morkborg. Yeah. This, well, technically the swamp crawl. Swamp crawl. Yeah, so that's what that is. Right. I did say they were hard this week. They are hard. Yeah, hard. Um so mm-hmm. Jess, don't yeah. be too don't be too gleeful here. Okay. Because I'll yours calm is down. I love this is, game, it's my favourite game. What is <laughs> HST.3.33? I'm I just wrote that down. Crap. What is it? H S T Yeah. Dot three dot three three. Dot three dot three three. Well, this has to be futuristic because that almost looks like a website or, you know, like a code mm. or something, like an IP address or like, I, I know mm. it's not, but you know what I mean? It's that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to steal a lot of Peter's ideas and say that it is mm. um, a futuristic sci-fi uh, game. And I think there's espionage and hacking involved and maybe you can play an artificial intelligence or robot of some kind. Mm. And it's not Dungeons and Dragons theme uh, system. It's a different one. Any particular one? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that that those, those famous role playing systems, D and D, and not D and D. Yeah, it's not D and D. Well, I've done the theme. What I think it is, but I don't know what system it would use. But uh, using a new. The EM Publishing in-house What's Old is New System set in futuristic setting. Oh, there we go. No. You so, get bonus so, suck-up points. You, you, yes, you definitely get bonus suck-up points there. Yeah. A million suck-up points, but no actual points. Oh. <laughs> Actually, no, you are. Try, it, is sci-fi. it is sci-fi, so you get a million yeah. and one points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is for Cyborg, which is the cyberpunk version of Morkborg. Uh-huh. Okay. And this is by Phil Reed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Fulreed. Awesome. And, and this is a cyborg musical interlude. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Continue. Seven inch what? record. Right. Okay. Which also comes with a map, which is a big fold up sheet that comes with it. Right. Adventure hooks and an NPC. Huh. In the form of a record, a seven inch record. Oh, ah, that's where the 33 comes then. Because uh, it's 33 RPM or something. Is that? I guess. Right? I guess. That's what 33 is. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a weird name, Russ. It is Can a weird name. Us? It is a weird name. It is weird. Can you give us any clues about where it's from? Uh, I'm just scrolling through. Uh, so, I don't know. 22 by 10 inch double sided map featuring game content, a lathe cut record. Um, you can listen to the music for free now if you want to. HST 3.33 is a cyberpunk action with a gonzo twisted approach to a featured rogue AI non-player character. See, there's AI HST in HST 3.33 is an alcoholic, drug-addicted, insane machine in a cowboy hat. 
Who cares? What how, a did you not, how did you not get alcoholic, drug addicted, insane machine in a cowboy hat from that? It's Dallas the Cyborg <laughs> it's RPG. Dallas the, yeah. It's Dallas the Cyborg RPG. <laughs> Oh dear. No. Well, you're backing in now, Russ. In you go. <laughs> if only I had a record player. Sadly, I do not. Oh, like you were going to play it anyway. I have never in my life owned a record player. No, I neither. I just kind of missed them. Mm. But anyway, so it looks like um, kind of Jess has basically won by sucking up and mentioning he and publishing I know, I got it. I got it right. I said it was a sci-fi setting and had oh, AI yeah, point, in it. Point, I did that. say that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, How dare you? All right, all right. Yeah. How dare yeah, yes, you? it went by sucking up. She got hit by ripping off my ideas. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Peter. You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, it's because I remembered what happened like 30 seconds previously. So, yeah, yeah. so basically, Jess wins one point to nil, not counting the million suck up points. Woo. Yeah. So it's still a all victory. Right. Suck up points just mean I get to keep my job for another week. <laughs> yes, a whole Woo! week. <laughs> Hey, so Peter, I was uh, I was walking down the road the other day, and uh, I saw this bunch of really cool, good-looking people. Cool, good lucky. That could only be our patrons. Yep, man, I have never seen such a well-informed debonair bunch in all my life. Yeah, right. You know why is that? I don't know. You tell me. Well, if I was forced to speculate, I guess it's because they listen to our top secret, super exclusive bonus episode every week. Bonus episode? What? Yeah. Each week, our patrons get an extra half hour or even more of extra content that nobody else gets to hear. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Where can they find this? Oh, it's pretty simple. You just head over to patreon.com slash morris and pledge a monthly donation. Anything from a dollar to whatever you think we're worth. Huh, I did a, uh, a scientific calculation once just to see how much we're worth. Oh, yeah. How much? Uh, you probably don't want to know. Probably for the best. Anyway, if you, if you enjoy our podcast, please head on over to patreon.com slash morris and, you know, just pledge a little. That's patreon.com slash morris. And thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this without you. I reckon we could. Shh. So, last night there was a live-streamed video from mm. Wizards of the Coast, yeah. which they called D&D Direct. The first, apparently, D&D Direct, mm-hmm. in which they announced some new products coming up this year. Woo-hoo. Some exciting yeah. products. Products that people have been speculating about for quite a while, I think it's fair to say, including us. We've speculated about these Wildly. products. We have, yes. yes. Uh, I think we've accurately guessed what they are. <laughs> Because even though the stopped clock is right yeah, twice yeah. a day. So, uh, I guess we just go through these one at a time is the only way to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, should we start with Spelljammer, shall we? Yes. So, Spelljammer is the first thing they mentioned. So, let's make it the first thing we mention as well. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't want to, like, buck, buck the people. boat. Buck the boat. That's not even a phrase, is it? Rock you the rock. boat. Well, buck, it buck would the be appropriate. Yes. But don't book the trend or rock the boat. Yes. It's it's spell drama, and if you fell off, it's a long, long way down. Yeah. Um, so spell drama is coming to fifth edition. Chris Perkins is going to be the lead. Um, well, is has been, I guess, the lead mm. on these, yeah. and it's a brand new format. Instead of a hardcover book, oh. um, this is going to be a slipcase with three smaller books, six, three sixty-four page books. 
Ooh. Yeah. A great big fold-out map, poster map, and a DM oh. screen, all in a slipcase. Oh, how, how, how big are these books, sorry? 64 pages each. They're hardcovers. That's... So it's about 200 pages in total. Yeah, that's quite small, isn't it? It's, yeah, I mean, the player's handbook's 300 and something pages, I yeah. think. So, yeah. Sorry. Like, and the sort of Coast Adventures Guide, I'm pretty sure, which is the smallest of the books so far produced, that's quite a lot smaller. So. Yeah, well, oh. this is three of them, though. So there's the Alrighty. Astral Adventurer's Guide. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, there's the Booze Astral Menagerie. Okay. Named after the, the giant Mitchell Space Hamster. Yeah, the monster <laughs> book. And there's an adventure called Light of Xerixis. I think I'm pronouncing that mm. right. It's got a lot of X's in it. Mm. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, um, I think a lot of people had been pretty much expecting Spelljammer to be announced this week. Yeah, yeah. And they did actually technically announce it on April the 1st, but nobody believed them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which was kind of, but um, it turns out, turns out that wasn't April Fool's joke. They were actually announcing it. Um, oh, crafty. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a new, weird new format. So a slipcase, three books, double-sided poster map, and DM screen. I guess what, that's what they meant when they said in a format you've never seen yeah, before. Yeah, so I was trying I to think what that yeah. might be. And I'd suggested a tattoo on a person that comes to your house, but apparently You did not. suggest that, yeah. yeah. I mean, that could still be arranged, possibly. <laughs> well, it's only 64 pages, so, you know. <laughs> oh, I see. So this is, this, is what the, um, this is what the never-before-seen thing is. Yeah. It is the new format. in a free books in a slipcase. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's basically a box yeah. set, which is a slipcase instead of yeah. a box, is what it is. It's kind of reminiscent of the sort of TSR box sets, which were pretty much that sort of thing. You get mm. like two or three. Okay. You, you, you used to get like two or three soft cover books, and then you get a big map, and you probably and you would have screen, yeah. other bits and pieces in there. So it's kind of like that. Right. So this is, I mean, I was, I was watching this. It, it, was, it was all going out live, and I was trying to report on it live. But they were talking yeah. really, really fast in the videos, and I could not keep up with it. It was like, I couldn't no. pause it because it was live. So, <laughs> and if I paused it, then I'd miss something else. So I was trying to type as fast as I could. So some of some of these things I may have missed details of, but they all came mm-hmm. out later, luckily, to, yeah. to revisit. So basically, they sort of said Spelljammer Adventures in Space is the overall title they're calling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My project lead is Chris Perkins. And they were sort of talking about things like cities built on asteroids, dead gods floating in the ether, all those sort of fantasy kind of space fantasy things. There's going to be six new races. I said new races, old races. Yeah, I was I've looked through them and they yeah. look. So there's astral elves. <laughs> okay. There's Another prefix elf. That's what we needed. Autonomes. <laughs> <laughs> Not manual gnomes. <laughs> Not manual gnomes. Autonomes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I, I mean, they're, they're much more rapid firing. Do we, what yeah. do we know about autonomes? Do we know anything yet, or is this? I, I, I don't know. Well, they're not bolt action autonomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I just, sorry, sorry. I don't, because astral elves, I can kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, get. Yeah. I know what's happened there, but autonomes, I'm like, so, I don't. So, an autonome is a mechanical being built by uh. rock gnomes in their image, usually with a particular purpose in line. It often bears uh. a resemblance to its creator. So it's a, an android gnome. 
Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, cl- a clockwork yeah. gnome is what it is. A gnome droid. Yeah. There's, I didn't quite catch what they said. Oh. Hedozy or Hedozy or something like that. Hadozy. H-A-D-O-Z-E-E. Oh, here we go. Flying squirrels and humanoid ape folk with skin flaps between their arps, arms and legs that let them glide. Usually sailors or pirates on spelljammer ships. Give the absolutely marvellous phrase flying monkey pirates to enjoy. That's what I get when I Google it. That's the first entry. Wow, that's a lot. Thank you for that expression, Jess. That, 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 that's doing a lot of work there. I just... Good stuff. This is like a humanoid flying squirrel. Flying squirrels, clockwork yeah. gnomes, astral elves, GIF, which right. are the space hippos. Everyone loves the space hippos. Yeah, Wait, I'm here for GIF. that. The bipedal space hippos. Plasmoids, which are oozes. Sorry, sorry, I'm thinking of something else. Are you sure it's... Hmm? Yes, because it's GIF, G-I-F-F. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, as opposed to GIF, G-I-T-H. Yes. Yeah. F, sorry, which yeah. are very different things, uh, yeah. Plasmoids, which are oozes. All right. And Fry Queen, which obviously are insectoid mantis-like. Oh, creatures. okay. Aren't they in... Dark Sun, yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, but now they're in Spelljammer. I mm. guess they probably always were. I don't know. I Spelljammer was one of the TSR settings I never got into at all. So I don't... Mm. I, I, like, we're going to talk about Dragonlance in a bit, and I know a lot about Dragonlance, but Spelljammer, yes. I know almost nothing about I mean, it sounds quite cool. You got like ships floating through Phlogiston. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm having yeah. a strong dislike to the idea of humanoid flying squirrels because I'm just imagining like the skin being. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like oh, yeah. You it, like, it reminds ah. me of that Doctor <laughs> Who episode with I can't remember which, which one it was with the face of Bo and there's that human that's just just stretched out piece of skin. It just makes me think of that. Anyway. Just put just to put that lovely image in everyone else's mind that's listening. Enjoy. The forest setting just drops. They're quite furry. I mean, would you prefer a flying? Um, oh, uh, are they are pig? they furry? Yes. Hmm. Oh, that is better. That does make. It I thought better, they were. Do, actually, it was yeah. just going to be like human skin. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're like, squirrels. Otherwise, uh, okay, and, that's and, what and I didn't know. I didn't. I until you shave them. Oh yeah, <laughs> unless you get one that's like those squirrels cats. slash monkeys. To be fair, they're not. You know, kind of in between squirrels and monkeys. Yeah. And they fly. I don't know. I don't know. What are you asking me? I wasn't I asking. I just. I was just saying. Yeah. I. I don't like the idea of that skin. I, I imagine it's all like pink and vaguely translucent. Yeah. And that's what I mean. That's <laughs> what. That's what's giving me that reaction. Which puts us on my face when you were explaining it. I was just quietly yeah. like. <laughs> no, so, yeah. Yeah. so we got three hardcovers of the slipcase, as we mentioned: Astral Adventurer's Woo. Guide, Boo's Astral Managery, Light of Zarixis uh, Adventure. There's also in July going to be a prequel adventure, which is going to come out mm-hmm. um, beforehand, and also there's going to be some miniatures from Whiskits. They're going to why, do a whole lot. F- nice. Why is it three books in a slipcase? Because this sounds like one book to me. I, think I don't know. It's just going back to what TSR used to do, so it's going back to that nostalgia, that yeah, retro. They're just shaking up the formats. All right, fair enough. I mean. You can, that means you can hand the adventurer's guide to players to make their characters while holding true, true. the menagerie back, yes, I yes. guess, while they're oh, giving them like the whole the... book. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's got it's, a full adventure yeah. in it as well, which obviously you true, wouldn't true. hand to your players, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, there's um, miniatures. There's miniatures. There's miniatures. There's like the Astral Dreadnought, which looks, mm-hmm. uh, which looks kind of fun. Um, like uh, WizKids is doing a whole line of them. Mm. A whole line of icons of the realms and things like that. So they've got an adult solar dragon that's coming, which is sort of got big pink wings, which are kind of like lots of holes in them. It's kind of like the 
Huh? I don't know how to describe what it. What is it with gross wings today? It's <laughs> 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 yeah. vaguely moth-eaten, which is not what I want to hear. No, not, no, not like that. Not like that. Let me show you the picture, and you try and describe it for the listeners better than I can, because I'm I'm failing to describe this. Right, Peter, that'll be your challenge. You describe There's those pink wings if you can, because I, I I clearly cannot. Oh, they are pink. Oh, they are pink, and they have the it's... holes in them. Have they not? Oh, I think what, what I'm meant to be looking at here is these are wings of pure energy. Yeah. Um, sort of like purple flame, but bound into energy lines. A bit like the uh, particle accelerator lines from the Ghostbusters at, um, proton packs. But instead, it's like woven into sort of like a vaguely butterfly-esque wing. It's kind of filigree, isn't it? It's, almost. it's like, yeah, yes. swirly smoke as well. It almost looks like it could be yeah. a smoke pattern that's been captured mid- it's bright pink yeah. filigree, I think is what it is. Yeah, plasma filigreed into creating a wing to yeah. let them soar through the ether. Yeah, and then below that you can see the astral dreadnought, which is a giant jab the hut with horns. Yeah, that's awful. Ah. And it's got like <laughs> oh. scorpion claws as well. Yes, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm one eye, claws? only one eye, which is okay. unfortunate. <laughs> what? I mean, well, death protection. Not- yeah, yeah, that's true. Disadvantage. I mean, how, can, how, how do you know how far away something is? Use those weird, uh, creepy tentacles around its mouth, probably. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Right. So, oh, those are not nice, are they? <laughs> you can so, still some depth perception with one eye. I'm uh, covering one uh, eye with my hand right now, so. So there's yeah. also going to be something called okay. Spelljammer Academy coming out. And this is going to contain digital hmm. content free to registered users of the Wizards website. Okay. And it's kind of like uh, Chris Perkins called it a friendly introduction to the concept of spell jamming. Kind of explains what it is, how to run a spell jammer campaign, and has a low level adventure that takes you from levels one to five. I do have a question. Okay. I thought a spell jammer was a sort of boat. Yes, but it's also the name of a setting. It's both of those things. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. A dragon lance oh. is a lance and it's the name of a setting. Okay, sure. Uh, it's like the name of a yacht. But it's like doing a guide to yachting, I guess. All right, sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Let's go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> guide to yachting. Yeah, it's exactly that. Ah, words have meanings. <laughs> I insist. Yeah. <laughs> so Light of Xerixis, which is the adventure that comes in the Spelljammer set, is for fifth to eighth level. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. Um, it's a journey through wild space and the astral sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will feature wild space locations, including the fan favorite Rock of Brawl, which is a campaign hub in space where you can shop and carouse and gather information. Mm-hmm. And there's a big Amazing. poster of the Rock of Brawl. That's Ooh. what the poster map is. It's a big poster of the Rock of Brawl. Nice. Mm. Uh, so the adventure has 12 episodes, each of which ends in a cliffhanger. Mm. Which, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a Spelljammer fan. I'm not. No. I, I might get this for the novelty. I'm not sure hmm. it's for me. I know it never was. Um, I'm definitely more excited about the Dragon Hunt stuff. What about you guys? I mean, what do you I think? Mean, it doesn't. It doesn't grab me hugely. But that's to be honest, because I think my next. I just sound like I'm plugging things now, but my next D and D campaign that I'll do will probably be porting it over to Level Up. So, hmm. and because hmm. we've got the Void Runner Codex coming out. Yeah, that's the size. Of it. So yeah. purely, but maybe that's just my brand loyalty with, mm. with Level Up. But I mean, yeah, that looks looks quite fun. My D and D group were chatting about it, so there's some interest. So I think mm. I think it's something interesting and different for people. If you've only played D and D, this is I think there's something a really lot different. of people that are very excited about yes. this, and I've been talking about Ooh. it and wanting this for such yeah. a long time. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm really happy for those people. I yeah, mean, they finally they finally got their spell jammers. 
thing yeah. that they've been waiting for and asking oh. for for such a long time. And it's coming out on August 16th uh, for just shy of $70. So, bo- so Booze, Booze Astral Menagerie. So, yeah, that is, sounds interesting. The creature, the creature thing. Um, so Speak. it includes things like a murder comet. That doesn't sound friendly. Vampirates. Not that, friendly like, as well. Vampirates or vampirates? Vampirates. Oh, okay. So vampire pirates as opposed to vampire parrots. Yeah. Not pirates. Sure. They might have there vampire pirates. There may also be vampire pirates as well. And they could uh, be vampire pirate a, parrots. A vampiric parrot. Yes. Pirate. A vampiric, vampiric parrot. Vampiric <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, suddenly, suddenly I'm much more interested in this setting. Here for the alliteration. Uh, space, space clowns. I need more context, please. I don't know anything other than okay, that. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> what is a space clown? It's like Clowns I'm a in space. So like space dragons, such as lunar dragons, amongst so others. So I'm a, I'm a clown, and I'm some performer, and I specifically perform in space. Yes. Why? I guess. <laughs> and why? Why are you terrifying and intimidating? Apart from generalized coulerophobia. Yeah. Uh, there's okay. space whales called the Kindori, and you can build a cottage on the back of a space whale instead of having a spelljammer ship. Yes, okay, here for that. Yeah, sold, okay. Yeah, so you are starting to like it now, aren't you? Yeah, I probably still won't buy it, though, but fine. You're sta- <laughs> like, that sounds cool. uh, Not largely because, okay, what things can we make into a pet? This is things we're interested yes. in. And everything else you <laughs> can. Get into the ether, the sea, whatever. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Chris Perkins says he thinks that the breakout stars of Spelljammer will be the plasmoids, the first playable ooze in D&D. I think that is quite cool. I like the idea of the plasmoids. I look forward to seeing more of it. Hmm. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how they solve the opposable thumb problem. Well, because their whole body's opposable. They're an ooze. They just schlup around it. They just just make a opposable tendril. With a noise that's like... Up here. And just grabs it. Yeah. Kind of like if, silly, if you had some silly putty and you wanted to pick up a pen with it, you could just like smush the silly putty on the pen and you'd pick it up with it, wouldn't it? Except this, you are the silly putty and you'll yes. just smush your body onto it. Okay, yeah, cool. which is kind of what picking things up with. It's like picking up this mug. I'm just smushing my hand onto this mug, if you will. Okay, shall we move on? Oh, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did an excellent description and I'm looking forward to the plasmoids because I think I always think having alien races that aren't basically like the classic trope of they basically look like humans but with a weird what Jess is What Jess is trying to tell you is that she actually is a plasmoid. I wish. Yes. So they also announced some campaign cases, two campaign cases. Mm-hmm. So these are What's a campaign they literally look like book, uh, book uh, briefcases. They've got a what? handle, okay. But I think they're made like um, cardboard. But they've okay. got a handle. They look like yeah. key, they look like briefcases. And inside, yes. they've yes. got stuff. Oh. stuff, stuff and things. And so, um, no, only my, stuff. Okay. One of them has stuff. The other one has things. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, between them, they've got most of my favourite things and stuff. So that's pretty mm. cool. So one of them is 64 customizable creature tokens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I'm not entirely sure what customizable means in that sense. But basically, it's a whole bunch of co- tokens in a briefcase, cardboard briefcase. Maybe you can change the weapons that they have on them or something. Maybe. Maybe. I'm looking at pictures, and basically, they're just round tokens that pop out of the cardboard. Oh, okay. So I'm not 100% sure how that works. Maybe you can write uh, on them. Yeah. Well, the other the other case, that was oh. the staff. The other case with the things, 
yes. is thirty customizable terrain tiles. Exciting. Now I can see why these are customizable because you've got a bunch of interlocking tiles which seem to lock into mm, each other, yeah. and also you've got some sheets of pop-out things that you can put on them. It looks <laughs> like furniture and trees and things like that to me from the from the picture. Mm-hmm. So that's two two cases that they're making. Ooh. Given that I only play online at the moment, that's a bit of a shame. I've got no real use for them, but I... Don't think they'll be releasing a digital version. Well, yeah, it's not the same, is it? No. Not even that. No. Yeah, I don't want to get back to playing in person again. I think, yeah, Mm. well, they're releasing it in July, so I think they're hoping this will be when, you know, things are... Yeah. Well, it's different in different bits of the world as well. I don't know what it's like in the US at the moment. Yeah. Got no idea. It's probably different in different bits of the US. I don't yeah, know. it's quite a big place. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. yeah anyway, we should move on. Yes, right. Um, let us talk about the uh, Dragons of Stormwreck Isle. Oh, that's a new slot set. Yeah. Mm. So we finally announced it officially. It is in fact nineteen ninety nine, not. Mm-hmm. The sixty four ninety nine that it was previously advertised. I mean, as, well, yeah, as which a, had everyone very confused. As a starter set, mm. it's you know got to be a bit more entry. Nineteen ninety nine seems a bit more reasonable. Yes. Yes. Um, so that, that's this, take a punt money as opposed to this yeah. is a serious investment money. Yeah. So this uh, this is like their third beginner set. This is very much a beginner starter set, mm-hmm. and this adds more tools and digital onboarding. For mm-hmm. players in DMs to make it easier than ever to try the game. Now, mm-hmm. of course, Wizards has just bought D&D Beyond. Yeah. Yes. We know that they've got a virtual tabletop in the works. They're talking about, uh, they're just giving stuff away now, like adventures and stuff via their website, which I was going to get to in a moment. There's a, a monstrous compendium you can go to their website and get with an account. So they're trying to encourage people to sign up to their their website so that you can download free stuff as of now. And now they're talking about digital onboarding in this starter set. So it sounds like their digital plans are all kind of starting to come to fruition. Yeah. As, as things start to converge in, say, 2024 or whatever, when they release new edition of D&D and we see their kind of final form. You're making right, it sound right evil and nefarious. No, it's not evil. It's like what I think they're Their doing. final scheme is all coming together. Their final scheme, yes. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So to go with the new starter set, they're, la- they're, they're relaunching a player hub on the Wizards website. Okay. Oh, yeah. So there'll be QR codes in the starter set, video mm-hmm. tutorials online that they can use would explain how to play via the QR codes. That's a good idea. We should do that, Jess. We, we are doing that's that That's a brilliant right idea. Now. Excellent. Um, <laughs> Amen. And so the goal for this starter set was it was to use feedback from the prior starter set, which is Fandelva, which you can now at the moment get um, for free yes. from Roll20, and apparently it's heavily discounted in stores. So mm-hmm. maybe I wonder if they're retiring that maybe? I don't know. Uh, well, it has been quite a good adventure, but there are definitely problems with it. It's been around for about seven years as well, no? Yeah. Uh, um, so maybe they just are wanting to bring something new to the table. Yeah. And then they did release uh, Dragons of Ice Fire Peak, which was like uh, a second start so set. That was, that, was the sidekicks. that was the essential set. Yeah, yeah. and that, so that but, brought in sidekicks. Yeah. And was still set in Fandelva. Yeah. So a very popular move was to combine the two into a starter campaign. Yeah, so what I was saying was... Um, uh, they, they're using those two sets, Fandelva and the Essential set, 
Yes. Uh, and feedback from those to streamline and make this new one mm-hmm. sort of easier again with interactive demos and things like that. So mm-hmm. uh, tools and videos like tutorials on how to read a stat block and guiding DMs to what an encounter looks like um, using okay. Dragons of Storm Art so they can watch and follow along with the adventure before running it for oh, players. Okay. So that sounds, hmm. you know, that sounds useful. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that. I mean, you that. can presumably do all that with your phone, scan it, and a yeah. video will pop up telling you how actually to run the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I do I quite like that. Um, so 1999 yeah. was the price of it. Um, so the box art, you know, we mentioned that like the 1980s cartoon characters are on the cover. Yeah. Or at least we thought they were as we squinted yes. at the blurry image. Trying <laughs> to work it out. Yeah. So it's now confirmed. <laughs> so really? The box art, well, but only in the sense that they're in the art. So the box okay. art has the 1980s cartoon characters, which were kids, aged up a bit to adults. Oh. So okay. it's, it creates a kind of nostalgia feel, but yeah. the 1980s cartoon isn't really what this is about. Okay. Until you home for it and make it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so talking about those digital tools and stuff, though. So on the Wizards website, yeah. they're, they're creating a digital library. Yes. And as of now, you can get it right now. The first item in it is the uh, new digital monstrous compendium. Mm-hmm. You can get it if you've got a Wizards or a D&D Beyond account. Okay. You can download it right now. Volume 1, this is, and it has 10 creatures in it. Um, they include an Eldritch Lich and a 10-legged asteroid spider. So these are Spelljammer themed, Okay. I guess. Okay. An Eldritch Lich. Eldritch Lich and a 10-legged to- asteroid spider. As opposed to all your other regular mundane liches. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to them, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so famously mundane and boring, your average lich. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. But, but I think all this digital digital integration is really good. As long as mm-hmm. they don't get to the point where you have to yes. have an internet connection to use the game. Oh, yeah. that, Neither. That, that would be bad. I don't, but, I don't yeah. think they'll ever fully come away from the tabletop thing because I think that's the beauty of it it's one of those rare excuses you have to sit around a table with people and mm. yeah. do a thing yeah, yeah. but if, you know it would be cool if like an adventure at some point if you've got you're running an adventure you scan a QR code and throw a short video over onto your TV for players to mm. watch of I don't know the dragon coming out of its volcano or something or, or whatever that would be exciting yeah. that would be kind of cool I think oh but I mean that's gonna put a big Big ask on, I mean, the quality that is required of role-playing game adventures, modules, and so forth has been going up consistently mm. for, like, years now. And that that is that is a big climb. That'll make it hard for people up. to compete with them, definitely. I mean, yeah. you know, as a company like our size wouldn't be able to do that. Mm. Have, like, animated images for every single yeah. bit of an adventure because it would cost no. so much. Yeah, and just yeah. Yeah. Enough it does to, cost a lot. Yeah, yeah. it costs a lot. Um, so also they've announced something called a D&D curriculum, which mm-hmm. is going to roll out in the autumn in America, not here yet, but apparently mm-hmm. they are looking to do something about um, outside America later. But um, so it's, it's launching in uh, August or this fall. Okay. And it's kind of like D&D after school club kits for grades four to six and grades seven to 12 in America. Um, okay. Everything you need to get a D&D club going and sustained along with posters to advertise it mm-hmm. um, so that kids can get the education and emotional benefits of cooperative play and storytelling. Yeah, that sounds really good. There's a real paucity of things for young people to do. So, mm. uh, I mean, like, you know, God forbid kids be kids in a public space. Mm. Whoa. Crazy yeah. talk. 
I was playing playing D and D at school when I was twelve. It's exactly how I got into D and D. So I imagine it's exactly how a lot of kids are getting into D and D now. Yeah, at least hopefully. Maybe if it's like under some sort of vague supervision, we could avoid creating more horror stories. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's a club at a school yeah. or something, you'd think that would be yeah. the the case. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't supervised in any way. It was just me and my friends playing D and D. Yeah, there was no organisation to it, really. No, no. no. So yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so we, um, someone asked Wizard of the Coast whether this new starter set will be compatible with the twenty twenty four revisions of D and D that are coming. Whatever that ends up being called. And they answered that the starter set and all products we're coming out with should play nice with those 2024 revisions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it does sound very much like the 2024 edition isn't going to be a massive. Yeah. It's going to be 5.5. Not going to be a step change. Yeah, or maybe not even that. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard point, to tell. Yeah. 5.1, maybe. Just so they've upgraded it, taken out the worst of the worst things, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they also talked a bit about journeys through the Radiant Citadel. We will get on to uh, Dragon Dance in a minute. Actually. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I for one, am very happy that, to hear that Dragons of Storm Recall and future products that they're bringing out will still be compatible with Advanced 5th Edition. I think that's a yeah, very that's, nice that's, that's support the, that's to the That's the takeaway that it is, yeah. yeah. That's, that's my this, takeaway. I'm I glad, don't know what I'm glad else that there's is. a third party company out there producing support material for Levin Answer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially on such a scale as well. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, fantastic news. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, so journey through the radiant Citadel. We talked about it before. We all know what it yes. is. It's coming in June. Um, characters first to fourteenth level, whole bunch of adventures, thirteen adventures, all written by people of color, um, no. delving into different sort of um, experiences oh. and life experiences. I saw some art for that today. It was like an Indian elf, like going down into a Southeast Asian temple, mm. and like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I was about to talk about. Yeah. Wow, sorry, yeah, okay, sorry, my bad. But my, I mean, if it's the same picture, I'm thinking of like a well of uh, a, a step well sort of thing. Mm. So what yeah. we got, we got a fifth level artwork called Wages of Vice, and this yeah. evokes Caribbean adventure. Okay. Then we've got a fourth level adventure, Field of the Hollow Mind, um, mm. which takes place during the holiday night of the Remembered. I think okay. that has kind of a Day of the Dead sort of yeah, feel to it because like it, yeah. it's got like zombies and skeletons come back to life oh. on that on that day. Okay. And then we've got Halloween, Halloween style thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we've got Orchids of the Invisible Mountain, where uh, characters uh, it's fourteenth level that one, and it mm. crosses the Fairy World and goes to the Far Realm. Mm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that from Everon? Right. Confused. Far Realm? Probably. No. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, like so, about the Far Realm. Yeah. Shows how much I played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, oh, God, there's so much stuff. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So also, 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 I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave um, Dragon Lance to last. Um, so the new D&D movie. Yes. Yes. A little bit more information about that. Let's someone, can someone else talk for a moment? My voice is Sure. Uh, <laughs> so we have a title. So the movie is planned yes. for March 2023. Uh, and it's called Honour Among Thieves. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that is good because it implies strongly that it's going to be using a heist. And if you want to do a fantasy heist movie, that's the sort of thing that makes you say, oh, thank goodness. Because, like, I don't think I would be able to sit through a this is the chosen one on their quest to recover their destiny and yeah. save the universe. Because, 
just, just please, please no more. Please, mm. no. But fantasy, how I sound like. Tell me more. Mm. Right, that, unfortunately, we can't take Yeah, they had, a, they had a... That, teaser, that, told me everything. There's a <laughs> teaser trailer, but the teaser trailer is pretty much um, just you get to see the logo. Yes. So There's also, there's also yeah. a video of the two directors. Okay. Uh, oh, two directors. Yeah, yeah. And they were... Oh, who, who are they? John Francis Daly and somebody else. Jonathan Goldstein. Or Goldstein. Goldstein. Um, and John Francis Daly and the two directors. Okay. Um, so there's a video of those two talking. Um, they don't really give away anything. They talk, you know, they mention some of the stars, which we know, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Reggae Jean Page, Hugh Grant, mm. and other people. Um, so they, they talk a bit about that stuff. But, um, it, yeah, it's very information light. It's more mm. just a reminder that it's coming and here's the title. Mm. It's pretty much what that is. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes, didn't yeah. have a so, lot to when, say on that, but... What was the date of that? Jess, you said March, it a second ago. March 2023. So next year, March. March, March the 3rd, 2023. In fact. And March the 3rd. Yeah, I didn't know that exact day. Ooh, I just didn't yeah. know. Oh, March the 3rd. The day before International GM's Day. Yeah. Probably oh. timed perfectly and deliberately, I'm sure not. Uh, and, and also, I suspect it will. that's the US release date, so we'll probably see it like a month later. Mm. Oh, so not in time for my uh, birthday. Shame. <laughs> Well, I was thinking it would be just in time for mine, but then I'd have to go to America or something. So there are a couple of other things which we don't have to go into too much detail. So they mentioned the uh, Neverwinter MMO, a, a new Ooh. season of that called Dragon Slayer begins in June. Oh, okay. Uh, there is a actual play, new actual play campaign coming on called Legends of the Multiverse. They showed a trailer for that. An animated mm-hmm. trailer for it. Lots of it was basically an eighties cartoon style soft rock intro sequence. You remember all of those? Mm-hmm. It was it was really very much one of those. Boo is apparently in it. Boo the giant space hamster, miniature giant, giant miniature hamster. It's space the giant. miniature giant space hamster because yeah, he's very yeah. small, so he's miniature, but he's a giant yeah. space hamster. I know, I get it. I do, I do get it. Yeah, it premieres April 27th, so they didn't want to clash with the Starcross Seaway smartly. Yeah, (laughs) obviously, yeah. yeah. Good thinking. Onslaught, D&D Onslaught, is a D&D skirmish game from WizKids coming in October. Okay. Yeah. It will bear an uncanny resemblance to 4th edition. (laughs) Not that much about it, to be honest. Yeah, it looks looks like the pieces. There's a picture of the game, and there's lots of very nice-looking miniatures and... It's pretty, whatever it is. Sounds fun. Okay, on to the big news for me. I don't know if yes. it's for you, but for me, the big news is, of course, the return of Dragonlance. Woo! Which I am hyper excited about. And that... Jess is sitting there saying, that's nice. Yeah, that... so I hear those dragons and maybe a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the Dragonlance setting, but I'm looking at the images that were from the live stream and it looks super cool. It, so, it is pretty cool, actually, to be fair. I mean, it's sort of post-apocalyptic fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we talked I about it the other week, and it does. Sa- it's not a setting I know much about, so I don't have a lot to, no. to add to the conversation, yeah. so but the basic, I like the sound of it. So the basic yeah, setup yeah. of Dragonlance is it, op- it opens up with, in a world that has no clerics, because the clerics yes. left 300 years ago after a massive cataclysm. The gods left. They, 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 they spat the dummy out and said, we'll have more of this. Yeah. Smite... Yeah. And they stormed off in the hut. So like Old uh, Testament so it's, it's, God. So, so, so it's at 300 mm-hmm. years after a cataclysm. You've got this basically yeah. standard fantasy world, but with no gods. Yes. And then okay. basically the story of the Dragonlance Chronicles is the gods are coming back and waging war. So like Tarkesis, who's basically Tiamat, 
Okay. Mm. It's launching a, a war across the world with dragon armies, like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dragons. And, well, like quite a few dragons, but also uh, draconians and as well. yeah. Who uh, are completely new and yeah. novel, and no one's ever seen them before. They look really weird, and strange things happen yeah. when they die. Yes. Like they might turn to stone, or they explode, yeah. or worse. Yeah. So, the whole, so the whole thing is a big war, basically. Yes. Uh, dragon armies versus everyone else. Big war. And, um, and people have questions like, where are the good dragons? Hmm? And, then, and then they so turn up dragons. and help, yes. eventually, in the yeah. third book, yeah. So, and everyone cheers and goes, yay, good dragons, yay, yay. thank God they turned up, woohoo. Um, <laughs> anyway, exactly like that as well. That's how they do it. Amazing. It was very squeaky. There's yeah. a lot of Kenda. Yeah. Uh, and there's yeah. Kenda. So they're very much leading into the war side of this. Yes. Because, yeah, Dragonlance, you could do it in two ways. You could really lean heavily into the war side of it, or you could lean very heavily into the sort of small party kind of doing mission side of it. So it's, they're leading heavily mm-hmm. into the war side of it to the extent oh, okay. that they're bringing out two products. Mm. So one is an adventure, Shadow mm-hmm. of the Dragon Queen, mm-hmm. Dragon Queen, um, and this is apparently set at the beginning of the war, but is a different story to the ones that we've seen before. Okay, what that means exactly, I don't know. But there's also Warriors of Kryn, which is a large-scale combat Ooh. game, mm. and you can switch between the two. Apparently, ah, so they depending do, upon your narrative needs. Yeah, they yeah. relate to each other. It's a cooperative game. Okay. Large scale combat cooperative game. Large scale uh, combat cooperative game. Yeah, I don't. I guess you play different factions of the good guys, and uh, in, like and like dyke. Gloomhaven is in a uh, way. Maybe is it? But that's more dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sort of picturing something like I don't know Warhammer Fantasy, but played cooperatively against the uh, AI enemy. Maybe they've got an app. Apps do a lot of business. I don't know. And do a lot of heavy lifting. Oh, okay. Tell us more. Tell us more. I remember being cooperative in the sense that there's a GM. Yeah. And all the okay. players. So maybe the GM runs the Dragon Armies and the players will run different factions. Like yeah. okay. you're running the Quad and SDLs, you're running the Slamnik Knights, you're running the whatever. Right. Maybe, I don't know. We're yeah. only guessing. Who knows? But, but um, yeah. So um, they, they did say that um, the idea of this large-scale battle companion if it's yes. popular they're going to consider making more customized large shell combat board games for other settings as well like make that more of a feature of D as a whole okay that you can do that but i guess it's kind of a test thing and i guess if you're going to test it with anything you're going to go with dragon ants because it's all about a big war so okay um yeah so they said that it's a brand new story it's completely independent of the stuff that weiss and hickman are doing you know their novel series is coming out in august September, yes. completely independent, nothing to do with it whatsoever. Yeah, they, they, um, they're doing. Yeah, yeah they're doing, doing their new own novel thing. to jump back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing their own thing. Different yeah. story, different thing. Um, their mm-hmm. their stuff is black uh, branded classic Dragonlance to distinguish it from this stuff, which is so completely, okay. completely separate. I think you might as well just call it. I don't know whether officially they're different universes or what, but ah. Oh. Uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, I don't know what counts as official and what doesn't then in that case. Yeah. I guess they'll make that clearer nearer the time. Yeah. yeah it's it's like, the- I, I, I'd like to have a little crack at Dragonlance Chronicles, but I tried to do that a couple of years ago and I just got stuck in Dragons of Winter's Night, the middle book, because mm. I was just like, was not having a good time with the book because mm. it wasn't very well written. Mm. Like, yeah, it was 90s fantasy or like early 90s fantasy. But, 80s, yeah, was, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
but yeah, it just wasn't. So I know, I mean, the writing definitely got better. And like by the time you get to, because I wanted to reread the twins, mm. like the Dragonlance Legends, but yeah, yeah. yeah but mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, so also, what do they say? There's going to be some cameos from old Dragonlance characters, especially villains in Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Nice. Okay. Doesn't say who or what those those people would be, but I'm guessing some of the Dragon High Lords, maybe Lord Soth. Oh, Lord Toed. Haven't loved him. Maybe him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they <laughs> have not yet finalised the price points for these, so we don't know how much okay. they're going to cost yet. Um, someone asked them about player races, especially mm-hmm. Kanda. So apparently, that Unearthed Arcana playtest of Kenda got a very good reception. Okay. Uh, they're making some tweaks based on feedback, but generally it was a good reception. Kenda will be available as an option. Um, they said that the playtest material pretty much gives hints as to what the playable, you know, the player options will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they wouldn't confirm specifically anything that had made it through the playtest and will definitely be available. Other than yeah, Kenda. Sure. But they, you know, mm, if you look at that, mm. if you look at that UA, you can probably guess what's what's going on. Yes, mm, mm, mm. yes, yeah. So yeah, there's a so there was a trader for the um, Dragon Arts, which was awesome. Very cool. It was a very cool trader, mm-hmm. very very cool. Um, it's not an awful lot else to say about that, really, because they haven't released that much more information. It was right at the end of the presentation, mm-hmm. and it was like a sort of. Okay, we finished presentation. Oh, we'll just leave you with this one last thing, and then they just showed you that quickly, and it was yeah. like a two-minute trailer. It wasn't even two minutes; like a minute trailer or something. Yeah. And then, and then that was it. So you didn't really get. All, oh. They got a lot of in-depth information about Spelljammer. Didn't get a lot about Dragonlance. Well, it's coming no. late no. 2022. They said so. Maybe they're trying to get all the Spelljammer stuff out because that's coming in the summer, and then yeah, I guess they'll so. hype yeah. up on yeah. Dragonlance afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise. No. It'll be the summer of the Lance for us. The well, summer what, of the Lance. What is interesting, because up until recently, they have only mm. ever even mentioned one product ahead. Yes. Mm. So mentioning this, two yeah. is quite unusual, yeah. Well, three, because Radiant Citadel oh. wasn't out yet. True, true. Three, yeah. You know, we know, well, know the next three things. Yeah. Because normally we'd only know the next one, um, because they want to focus Ooh. the hype and keep people focused on the current storyline so they can then move mm. on to the next with all of their, you know, advertising okay. and their... Also, these are kind of different themes as well. So maybe they're trying yeah, to appeal yeah. to different people because I think some people that would be really interested in Dragonlance might not be as intrigued by Spelljammer. And, like me, yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe they're like, well, we'll make sure we'll do these things so everybody knows there's something for everybody coming up. Hmm. So there was this, this has been this sort of discussion going on online, which I've mm-hmm. seen uh, people talk about how D&D is being dumbed down or disnified or appealing to kids <sighs> or being written for kids out. You've seen it, I'm sure, yes. on Twitter. You've seen it on yeah. Facebook. It's, it's out there. And I, I just, I I just look at the evidence. engaged because yeah. it's well, no, really no. stupid. But I look at the evidence and yeah. it's just not true. Mm. I mean, just yeah. look at look at the current book that's out at the moment, the most recent one, Netherdeep. Clearly mm. not for kids. You know, no. with all that really sort of graphic artwork Guaranteed and hammerhead sharks with blood coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, yeah, some stuff is pitched maybe a little younger. Some stuff isn't. Yeah. Um, they've released 50-odd, well, 30 hardcovers, I think, and then about 20 other mm. things. So, yeah. so they've released like 30 hardcover books. Maybe like two or three of them you could say, maybe Strixhaven and something else. Maybe I mean, you could say a more kiddie, but... Yeah. 
My out of the books. It's just... I, I, I don't know. Am I incapable of being interested in college-age adults? Well, that's that Is as that well. Correct? Yeah. yeah. So that Is that not an experience I can well, yeah, yeah. No, that's no, that's well, that doesn't exclude you, but, I mean... Yeah. Um, Bizarre. It's just, it's just a thing that... People are saying that D&D is being kidified, when I don't think it is. It's not. Uh, when you talk about Dragonlance and Spelljammer, clearly that's aimed at the nostalgia crowd. Also, hopefully, mm. bringing in new people into those settings. Yeah. But, come on, come on, that's two very big products for the nostalgia crowd. Yeah, it's just classic gatekeeping. Some mm. people like to feel yeah. like they're mm. special and unique and part of a niche group. And when something becomes more popular and more people come into it, they get really defensive and angry I think about that it. is, that's got to be it. That's that's purely just, what it is. It happened. Yeah. I think it happened when you had younger people coming into D and D, when you had um, women and queer people in D and D being visible as players. A lot of people got real mad about it. Yeah. Bizarre. I think. They, I, I mean, I mean, I, that just blows my mind because I'm like the hardest part of any sort of playing role playing games is finding people to play with. Yeah. Now there are more people it's to really, play with. Well not really easy, but a lot easier now, yeah. There's more people. Oh my god, so much and easier. People, yeah, there's just so much more people who are well. interested, who want to give it a try. Mm. Who are like, oh yeah, yeah, actually I'd like to give this D D thing a try. I'm like, fantastic, let's play. Yeah. Yes. So I think there's some people that kind of feel like they were ostracized Yes. When they were younger yeah. for being geeks yeah. and therefore mm-hmm. they've kind of earned their stripes and pe- and they they don't like the fact that people don't have to do don't don't have to go through that yeah. gauntlet. And as, it's kind of this, this blows yeah. my mind completely. It's something like, bad happened to me. You were there. It sucks. <laughs> Why would you wish it on someone else? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What is wrong with you people? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Think, think. There's there's two ways to go when something bad's happened to you. Either you become the person that's like, well, I went through it so everyone else should. Or you become the person that goes, that was terrible. I don't want that to happen to anyone else. Exactly. 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 Column column B for me. Like, no, it shouldn't happen to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just look at this podcast as an example. (laughs) (laughs) I make it through it every week, but I don't wish it on anyone else. (laughs) Uh, this is like, wait, so you're choosing to inflict this on me. I see, I see. <laughs> if I have to suffer through this, so do you. That's why I got asked to join as the third host. This makes so much sense. To be fair, yeah, I, do, I do enjoy this podcast. I do look forward to it. Honest. I do enjoy it. <laughs> oh, I think we've probably finished now, actually. Yes, I think we have finished talking about Dragon Dance and all the D&D things, so... So much D&D. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, anyway, so it's 26th of April. That's when Can We Keep It? Yeah, so 26th of April is a big day for us at EM Publishing because we have uh, lots of cool things happening. Uh, first of all, the boat Ooh. should arrive at port in the US for the Level Up Ooh. Advanced Fifth Edition Kickstarter backers. Oh, wow. So that's when it should arrive. So we'll update you when that changes. We're also launching the first Level Up Advanced Fifth Edition campaign, uh, the Starcross Seaway. That'll be at 3 yes. p.m. Eastern Time on the 26th. And on okay. the 26th, our Kickstarter campaign is launching called Can We Keep It? Pets for Your 5e Game. So next mm. Tuesday Woo. is going to be a busy day for us. And I am looking at the PDF right now. Yeah, we've just and got do you know what? Do you know what it doesn't say anywhere in that PDF? It doesn't mention guinea pigs. No, we discussed anywhere. this at the beginning. I've, I've actually I've renamed it Can We Keep It? Pets But Not Guinea Pigs for Your 5e Game. Sorry, we'll do hamsters says, instead. It's what it now says on the cover. We'll find an appropriate rodent. I don't think there's hamsters in there either. No, there is a weasel. We've got a a weasel, a rat, a cat, a frog. As I've said several times, it's not specifically listed, but (laughs) it's a rule set for adopting pets and followers, so you could have have whatever you you want. 
you want a crab, uh, you can have a crab. We have some example tables to give you ideas, <laughs> but you can do yeah. anything you want. It's a role-playing game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, what's confusing would be for us, honestly. Well... Do you want me to explain to you what a role-playing game is? Okay. Let's so let's like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash Morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. Uh, and then obviously the, the physical books will be a little bit longer because we need to ask you for your address and... And Ooh. print them and send them to you. So that'll be a little bit later. But and, I imagine that'll be And, and for those few people who wait four years and then give us their, uh, their address and then demand to know why they haven't got their book yet. It's because we didn't <laughs> know where to send <laughs> <Yes>. it to. <laughs> Which did. has happened. Yeah, we did used to use this sort of random address generator and we just like, we'd send it to a random address and hope it got yeah. to you. But it didn't work. So we have to go, what? we have to go with the old fashioned kind of. Yeah, I also think it's I think it's inappropriate to internet stalk people and find out their address based off the email and their Kickstarter bio. Just call me old fashioned, but I prefer to ask them and they tell me. Yes.